Download the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Can the 49ers really be considered the best team in the NFL right now? We'll dive into that. But first, incredible goings-on, amazing happenings in our YouTube poll. Who do you got in a Kings three-on-three tournament? In honor of Jimmer coming back to Golden 1 October 1st, a three-on-three tournament. So who do you got? Theus Richmond Thorpe, Weber Page of Jaywell, Cousins Gay Isaiah Thomas, Fox Sabonis Monk. Weber Page of Jaywell have taken the lead. Wow. They have taken That's the lead in voting. Everybody's on the board, which suggests to wow, me go. that the great Jerry Reynolds, who's a fan of the show, <laughs> he may yes. he may have uh, cast a vote for a Theus Richmond Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't think they'd win. I don't know, but he you know he knows how good those yeah, guys exactly. were. Uh, it's, you know, he He's got to speak lot, for the unspoken. He has a lot better things to do than listen to our show, but I know he does give us a listen. So yeah. perhaps that's what's going on there, but everybody's on the board. That's great. And Weber Page and Jaywell have taken lead over Fox Sabonis Monk. It's unsurprising. I mean, you know, I think you were right to add Jaywell in there. That's going to add a lot more excitement to uh, to casting that vote. Nothing you against know? Mike Bibby. No, it just would have felt like you're you're trying too hard almost to win. You know, it is, it is a little bit about the fun of this and uh, – you know, Jay Will gets the people going. So it's unsurprising that they're in first. Haxabar on the YouTube chat says Weber sure. Fox Boogie is the best as long as Boogie's mouth is duct taped. That'd be a good. <laughs> that'd be a good team. But I, if you had some really good shooting, you might be able to beat that. Team. Well, we've established, I mean, that that the uh, overseas players don't enjoy trash talking from from the American game, <laughs> and so right. you know, I think that if we're if this is going to be like a team that's going to go against the world, it feels like Demarcus is really the perfect person to bring out there because Lord knows he's going to. He's going to talk some trash and ask Jonas Valanciunas what it feels like to be on the uh, opposite end of a DeMarcus Cousins chewing out. You know, we never quite saw DeMarcus at full strength and full health playing that up and down mm-hmm. stretch five game. Yeah. It was shortly after he got traded mm-hmm. uh, that he got injured. Right. And he was never quite the same after that. And then he had more injuries. But we never really got to see a lot of that. Yeah. And he was, you could tell he was, he liked it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He he really did. He he enjoyed putting them up, and I think like once, you know, he, he you're you're right in mentioning like right as it felt like he was kind of getting going, and it was you know merging eras of kind of you know the the centers are a little bit more plotting, and then Demarcus kind of started to shoot more, and then once he got to New Orleans, it was really full steam ahead. He had a couple ridiculous stat lines in in New Orleans, but you're right. Like we never really got to see. What this guy would have looked like in the true modern NBA with if space has, and space and all that. If his three-point shooting had improved just even moderately, it, that would have been a sight to behold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in general. Like, it, was, it was pretty good. It was good. It, it was, was 36. Yeah, 36%, but also on pretty high volume. Right. Um, like, yeah, if he could have been like a 38, 39, I'm not even going to imagine a 40% three-point shooter on three to four attempts per game kind of like how Jokic uses his three now I mean it would have been definite shades of Jokic like DeMarcus was incredibly talented he had everything in his offensive locker like he could shoot he obviously was a bully down in the post he had really good vision well, he's a like bully he, even in practice even in practice problem. and even off the floor he was a bully even in clubs he was a, he just it didn't matter where he was he was a bully but uh yeah I mean he was he was a ridiculous offensive weapon for sure Yes. Yeah, speaking of uh, ridiculous offensive weapons, the hey 49ers now. taking on the Rams this week. I really appreciate what Kyle Shanahan was trying to do yesterday as he talked about the Rams. 
And, of course, any football coach especially knows you got to respect the opponent no matter what it looks like. But here's what Kyle said. He said, we have such a history with coaching staffs and the players being similar for so long. Yeah. Talk about the 49ers and the Rams. Right. There are a lot of new guys out there, and with them playing in one game, you're trying to figure out some of the new players you don't have history with. Sure. Once you turn the tape on and you see it, you don't know some of the guys. <laughs> but you know number 99, yeah. and you know their quarterback. And then you watch the schemes, and nothing is really different. It's yeah. two really good schemes on both sides of the ball and two great players. It looks really similar, and the result was really similar to what they have had in the past. That's crazy. You know like, you know how hard it must be for Kyle Shanahan, who's like a football junkie, to just kind of watch tape and be like, I have – is this college? Like, what is – is this like the Rams practice squad? What's – oh, no, these are the real guys. Okay, like, yeah, I guess yeah, – yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, he's at Aaron Donald's right there, so I guess this is the first team. But, I mean, that's what this Rams team is, truly. Like, it's a bunch of rookies. I think I saw that, like, 45 – like, I think legitimately 50% of their initial training camp 90-man roster was rookies and undrafted free agents. Like – they are doing a complete overhaul of their roster right now, and they're trying to do that competitive rebuild thing, but you know they're definitely leaning a lot more towards the the young angle of mm-hmm. that and you know trying to hold on with the old guys as much as they can. I was looking up today on a Ram site, you know top five matchups, yeah, and they'd have like Fred Warner against i i on it's like I don't know yeah. who that is I'm sorry <laughs> for most of the Rams you yeah. know obviously Aaron Donald as we said right against Spencer Burford or whatever <laughs> but some of these are like yeah I I think that's pro 49ers there because I don't know who the other guy is yeah exactly it's like bless you like yes that is technically the matchup that will be happening but it's it's not gonna yeah it's not gonna favor the Rams I think in in any of the matchups yeah I mean you look at offensive line versus defensive line Sure, absolutely, Aaron Donald carries a lot of weight, but, you know, I mean, there's not much else there, and, you know, the 49ers offensive line is definitely hey, tip not of the helmets, stars, they're NFL players, but... They have become that, yes. There's definitely a, an element of a mismatch, too much of, of this everywhere. game. Yeah. Everywhere on the field. That's All that said, people overreacting to things in week one of the NFL season, I know I certainly do, but one of the things that's common right now is on these power rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we why love we, those, don't we? Why do we have them? Clicks. Okay. That's, I think that's yeah. legitimately the only answer. 49ers are atop of many of the power rankings. Can they legitimately be considered the best team in the NFL right now, given the issues that they clearly had last week, the right side of the offensive line? Yes, I think so. I it, Like, is it a weakness? Yes, but it's one weakness in a team just full of strengths. And it's what's naturally going to happen. And as we talked about yesterday, with the cap space they have, it doesn't have to be a weakness for much longer. So, if that's, you know, if that's the one big weak spot that they have, it seems like kicker is no longer a weak spot as well. So, Isn't it incredible how yeah, quickly things it change? Is. It really is. I miss I miss it. I miss making fun of <laughs> Jake Moody's misses. Uh, yeah, if that's You know the, I was always uh, on yeah, board. You were, you were. You were a day one Moody hive. Um, it, there was, you know, if, if, if you have one weakness and it's your offensive line, that's totally fine. Like, it's not ideal. Definitely you'd love to have a great offensive line, and that kind of patches up a lot of other issues, but... With the talent that the 49ers have, they can absolutely still be considered the best team in the NFL, even with their right sideline issues. Absolutely. I think they really don't know for sure how, how bad it is. And that's the T. thing, T.J. Watt too, caved right. him in last week. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, part of what Shanahan was saying this week is 
They'll be better. McKivitz will be better at right tackle just because he's playing someone other uh, than T.J. Watt. However, you know, Aaron Donald moves around. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, he... Like a predator yeah, smelling smells blood. weakness, right? I smell Colt McKivitz. Where's he? Oh, <laughs> exactly. I'm lining up over here for sure. Absolutely. And defense is, you know, they're absolutely going to scheme for that. Like he doesn't have to go against Burford every time. He doesn't. <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> he doesn't. You know, he can go to the outside. They can stunt. They can do a ton of crafty things to get different matchups on him. And I'm sure they're going to do that. But to your point, like it's not going to be going against T.J. Watt every single down. And I think. You're right to point out that we really don't even know how big of a weakness it is. Like, is it just that that right side is an average to slightly below average, you know, when it comes to line play? I think you can survive that. The problem would be if, no, it's one of the worst, like, that right side is one of the worst in the NFL. And, yes, you have a really good left side, but it, it's almost a, a moot point because of how bad the right side is. That's I, when it's an issue, but I don't think yeah. we know that yet. I suspect they can overcome it, but I think it's going to be an issue that they're going to have to address. People are going to target it for sure. I mean, yes. especially if that's your glaring weak point. Like if you you got to look for the the one little hole in the Death Star and that's it. Like, yeah, you're going to continue to pepper that until you really have like till you see some damage. And I think that's what might, every team's going to do. Yeah, you're you're right, and it's a relative weakness certainly, but I think it may be a, an honest to goodness weakness where I'm not sure right. McKivitz is good enough to be your every down I think it's fair uh, right tackle yeah. again we we don't know for sure but I yeah. think I I, my, I suspect it's something they're gonna have to upgrade yeah absolutely but the good news is they can and when they do or if they do it's not just like okay let's get a serviceable right they can get the the best that they that money can buy with the cap space they have and so that's kind of why I mean even if it is a weak spot the 49ers can address it and then some they can really make it a, a turn it from a weakness to almost into a strength depending on who they can go out and get like i you know it's it's we were talking about it yesterday but like this is this is part of the foolproofing of this lineup that that the 49ers have done a great job in setting themselves up for like even if this is a weakness it might not be a weakness for much longer if it continues to be a weakness don't you think that that's one of the things that we fail to recognize about football when we watch it is the the offensive line play is so important, and when a team is Huge. really compromised there, yeah. like Seattle against the Rams last week, right. Seattle, I think two of their guards were out, and two of their yeah. guards were out this week, and and I'm not kidding you now, but to be honest, like tonight, your team is really yes, up against you. The center's out, and the left tackle is questionable yes. against the Eagles. The Eagles, who might have, if not the 49ers, they might have the best defensive line in football. Like They have incredible D tackles, both from Georgia, who cause absolute havoc, and uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're. I don't need to tell Niner fans about how good the the Eagles' defensive line is. They know it's it's a problem, and the offensive line is almost criminally underrated in in terms of team building. Like people always think, get the quarterback first. If you're building a team, go get Trevor Lawrence, and then everything else will figure out. Well, how many times do we have to see that? You can get Trevor Lawrence, but if Trevor Lawrence doesn't have time, he's going to look like Baker Mayfield. And until you properly protect your quarterback. You know, you, you, the line can can fix a lot of issues. You can have an average quarterback who now all of a sudden, if you can sit back there and get comfortable, you can look. You can have a bad quarterback look great. You can it improves your running game. It just does so much for your team that I, I think you're you're right. Like an offensive line, it can kill you, but it can also really really uplift your team. Uh, Judge Verlad, 
I need to get your opinion on something here. We have a comment, a YouTube comment. I need you to score it. And Simone, too, zero to ten. Zero is like, it's terrible. Ten is like, Gosh. great. And I think it has to be like a seven to be a, a Chat of the Day nominee, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, that seems fair. I think it has to average out at least a seven to yeah. be nominated. This is from CK916 talking about Moody. He misses a kick this Sunday. Fans will be singing the Moody Blues. If you could score that, please, in the control room. Go ahead. Please. I will give that a four and a half. Four. What? <laughs> Favorable I was, judge. Uh, Really? Are we doing it out of five? Because <laughs> I was going to go. No, out of ten. ten. That's okay. a four and a half. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to say eight or nine. I really like oh. it. <laughs> I was going to say one. <laughs> really? <laughs> Moody CK, Blue. you got my vote. Bruh. Moody Blues? Come on. Oh, Simone almost helped you. Uh, earn nominee status, but Chris. Um, really- my, my, I wasn't. I was not asked to be a part of the council, so it's not. It's not on no, me. I'm not a judge. Just, no, yeah. I'm not a judge. The, These two are in the. The Chris's are in agreement. The Moody Blues. I mean, it just is giving me. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the saxophone. It's all. It's but all aren't happening. Blues in nature, Moody. What? Yeah, but there's a band like, called the Moody Blues. See from that, way, way, way back, and that yeah. was way, way okay. over my head. Thank yeah. you. Chris. So yeah. there you go. All right. Still don't like it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't like your chances, but we appreciate it. And it's always- you get some input too. You know, maybe if you want to put that well, out of ten, it. it's all about it. average. That's yeah. definitely a six to me. Six, okay. six okay. or seven. Yeah, I was generous. Okay. <laughs> Simone said it's an out of five. <laughs> Simone loves That's it. Hilarious. That's all hilarious. right. Coming up next. Hey, everybody in football loves the deep ball, right? Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Then why is it disappearing? Hmm. The answer to this mystery is next. Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sackdown Sports. Looks like the long ball may be, may be going away. You know what is going away? At McDonald's, and I love McDonald's. I do, but at McDonald's, <laughs> the self-serve drink area may be going oh, away. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Super interesting. I wonder if it's like to keep homeless people out or something. Maybe they feel like, oh, they're just sitting there and grabbing drink. That's like what that was the only thing I could. From what I read, a lot of it has to do with because of the pandemic, people are driving through more than ever. They don't go in. Uh And they're they're downsizing the actual restaurants and making them smaller because not as many people go in. Maybe it'll be like a Sonic where they don't even have an inside eventually. Yeah, I think they're 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 leaning that way. But it also, yeah, Whatever. go ahead. No, Sorry. I just, I feel like a couple years ago they made this big push to like renovate all of their insides because they were on in it to be like a higher level of dining than changed, just fast man. food. I guess so. I mean, I that's- also remember about 10 years ago. Do you guys remember this? Had you heard of this? I remember reading that at a major league field, and I think it was Target Field, they were going to have like the self serve stuff for beer. And I thought, that is a terrible, terrible idea. idea. I don't yeah. know if they did it. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah. I thought, that's going to be a, just a sloppy, drunken mess. Yeah, that's not a great idea. There's a couple, like, self-pour places in town. Ta- like, uh, there's a place downtown called The Bank that has, like, self-pour. And it's a little, like, there's a ton more taps. And I think it's okay. also not really, like, your your fratty kind of vibe, you know? Or definitely not, like, hardcore f- sport fan vibe and i could definitely like it's a good idea for if you are in a an enclosed environment that's controlled you know, but the center field bleachers or yeah something. I just that's think, like, not a good idea <laughs> yeah there's no way that's a good idea you're gonna get people pushing and shoving and i'm sure someone's gonna figure out how to break the tap and just have that thing pour out completely 
Feels like a bad idea. Yeah. Just don't leave alcohol unattended at sporting events. There's this lovely Taco Bell right on the beach at Pacifica, uh, and they oh, yes. have um, they it. serve adult beverages. And the adult beverages you can pour yourself, but it's from the bottom up. So I made the mistake of accidentally touching the bottom, and everything uh, poured out. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I like it. Wait, it's from the bottom up. Yeah, so you like yeah, like you your, put it down. Yep, and then it. Dispenses from the bottom. Oh, I feel like so that's not you your fault. Move your hand. <laughs> I'm, thanks really for the warning because yeah, I, I definitely you. would have beautiful, done the same beautiful thing. Beautiful views. I that's mean, what I hear. Yeah. yeah, it looks incredible. But it yeah, almost looks fake. I'll bet you're not the, the only one who's done that, huh? Yeah, there's no, no way. No way. Yeah, no, like, there's yeah. no way. Have you ever gone to the driving range to put the money in and not put the bucket? Underneath. <laughs> oh my god! I have not, but that's like a new fear unlocked. I'm gonna do it. Have you done that before? I don't think so. That would be like top <laughs> three embarrassing moments of my life. I think I was there once maybe when somebody did it and I went over to the guy like at the counter. And go, How many times that a day is that happening? Yeah, yeah. It happens. It, happens. <laughs> it, it happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it definitely happens. Like you just get a text and you're like putting your money in. You go to look down and you just hit the button. Click, yeah. click, 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 roll and grab them all. Well, and the problem no. is there's no like stop button no. or anything. So it's just going to keep going until those hundred balls come out. Yep. And there's just nothing. Everybody's looking at you. You're like, oh, geez, I promise I've golfed before. Like, you look uh, like you're on an episode of I Love Lucy. He's just yeah. trying to get everything together. <laughs> I, I have a friend. His name is Justin. You may know him. And he went and he told the story. He went to the driving range and it was not as automated then as it is now. He goes to the driving range. He says, I'm going to hit some balls. So first thing he goes to like the bar and he says, can I get, he'd never done it before. Can I get a bucket of balls? I says, well, you got to go to the driving range. Right. He says, okay, thanks. So he goes to the driving range and he says, yeah, I want a bucket of balls. The guy says, how big? He says, just the regular size balls they have on TV. Oh, yeah. And the guy says, you don't do this a lot, do you? <laughs> but he was serious. <laughs> The standard would be great. <laughs> Just a regular golf ball. <laughs> See, that one probably doesn't happen too often. That's that's got to be like a, a really. Rare well, now you pick, you get your own bucket, and you do it yourself. But then, yeah, yeah. I like the bigger ones. You know, I'm I'm pretty new to the game, so I want to make sure that I make contact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the logic. I guess is kind of sound. It's just, it's just. I would never think that. That's incredible. Shout yeah. out, Justin. Hey, what is happening, uh, Chris? You're, you're a learned oh. football observer. What is happening to the deep ball? We all love the deep ball, right? The bomb! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's dying. 2022 regular season, there were 3,416 attempts of 15 yards at least. Wow. Fewest in any season since 2006. So last year, what? 15 yards more pass attempts downfield, yeah. fewer than in any season since 2006, and that trend continued through the first week of mm. the 2023 regular season as well. That's really interesting. I mean, because you would think, like, especially, you know, in this 49ers world we live in, the, the Dolphins, they're exciting. Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. People are passing just in general more than ever. You would expect that to lead to – more explosive plays than ever, but it's interesting to hear that it's it's actually the opposite. Both air yards per attempt and, wow. and number of passes attempted of more than 20 air yards were lower in week one than the 2022 averages, and they were lower than the 2022 week one numbers. I wonder if that has to do with, like, just teams kind of being, yes, they're passing more, but just being more conservative with the pass. Like, I wonder if that has to do with kind of, 
you know, it's almost like uh, a four-point play. Like, it's like or a, a four-pointer instead of a three-pointer. It's like, yeah, there you can shoot 40% from three, but at this four-point Oh, line, the analytics? Shoot, yeah, like the – essentially, mm-hmm. yes, the analytics mm-hmm. of it all where it's like you're just it, – it's significantly less of a shot to get something 20 yards or more than, you know, getting something eight yards down the field and then getting the, the yak after. Uh, some of the theories as to why this is happening have to do with uh, defense killing the deep balls. Like, sure. we're just not letting them get – behind us right yeah and that was a big thing with Patrick Mahomes and kind of the reason why people have assumed that they traded Tyreek Hill was that I think it was the it wasn't the Raiders somebody figured out essentially yeah just essentially blanket over the top throws when you're playing the Chiefs and make them beat you in the short and intermediate routes and they're a completely different team and I wonder if it is that that's part of it apparently no one knows for sure and then um related to that is the fact that if the defense is deeper oversimplification, mm-hmm. but then I can throw a shorter pass underneath. Easier, right. Yak. Yeah, exactly. Yak. I'm sure it's a combination of all of it. And then just the fact that athletes, I think on both sides have gotten better. You know, you have guys who are capable of getting yak, but also with this receiver boom also comes a boom in people trying to stop said receivers. And so you have some people who may have played slot receiver now playing number one cornerback, you know, coming up through the football ranks. So I'm sure it's a, a mixture of everything. I'll, I'll, Linebackers as well mm-hmm. have gotten better in pass coverage. I bet you're right as far as the analytics. I hadn't thought of that. Just think about which which is safer. I can yeah. throw it to Tyreek Hill, you know, eight yards, and he's got all this daylight. Right. Or I can throw it 30 yards downfield to Tyreek Hill and hope that How he many things can go wrong is with able that? to out-wrestle a right. couple defenders and come up with the ball. <laughs> Not also on top make of a it, good throw. Uh, who's running the ball anymore? That's a great point, too. Like, one of the best ways, like, oh, if we prepare for the – if we think they're going to run, go over the top. No, you're right. There's nothing setting it up. Yeah, it's all just passing, 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 and there's no, like, lulling people to – like, yeah, it's almost like passing used to be the, oh, my gosh, they're passing. Oh, my God. Like, by the time you realize it, it's over your head, and now it's to Chris's point. Like, if it's all passing, you're kind of just constantly staying back and – playing in front of you like we've seen in basketball with a three-point shot to a degree these things go back and forth yeah. there's an offensive adjustment defensive right. adjustment and now one of the adjustments to what you guys are talking about is teams doing more teams doing what the 49ers are doing mm-hmm. which is kind of run first right uh zone stretch yeah. so running is kind of coming back into it but as we sure. know when you look at the contracts that running backs are trying to get and can't get right. it's still not a, a part of the game that's emphasized right. like it used to be exactly and i mean yeah to i think chris said it earlier like passing people are just passing in general more than ever as well like i saw mac jones through 50 plus times like mac jones is not a like, did you watch any of that game uh, yeah, yeah, I've watched it like I, twice on NFL Network. How come it takes show. so long for his ball to get there? I, I never no noticed idea. that about I him no before. Idea. Uh, and yeah. I was watching, it's like, oh my goodness, he's yeah. throwing balloons. It's a little Derek Carr esque, where it's like, yeah, it's like it almost like it's not like his motion is off it's or like anything. He has to it's throw just, it really high, or it won't yeah. get there, or something. Yeah. It's really strange, and that's uh, yeah. I never noticed that about him before. Don't know what it is, but yeah, he doesn't have a strong arm. Coming up next, it's my fault here. Uh, Bleacher Report. I let him get to me again with another one of their lists that is a blatant king snub. It's next. Whitey Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. It's my fault. Bleach Report has another list that contains some king snubbage, and I'm getting upset about it. And I shouldn't. I should know better. 
I should know better. That's on me. But I think you'll be upset, too. We talked about this yesterday, Whitey. You can't give these things power over your life, man. It's just going to upset you. I know. Have you seen the list, though? I haven't. Go ahead and throw it at me. Let's be mad together. Before we get to that, real quick here, on the text line, uh, Big Dave in Sacramento, I have done that. No bucket at Bing Maloney. Embarrassing. Man, that's incredibly embarrassing. Come on, man. We also have PGA Pat. Uh, let's see here. He says, first, uh, first time in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Pat, I work at a golf course. Remind every other customer, make sure you put the bucket down. <laughs> Apparently it's a thing then. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe, hey, good on you for, for reminding people. I'm sure sometimes it still doesn't prevent them from messing it up. But, I mean, hey, hey I feel like uh, you're doing yourself. I, it's honestly probably, if you work at the golf course, you probably should do it as a preventative measure, measure because – Something tells me the client isn't the one who's going to be picking up all those balls. Something I'm, tells me it's going to be the guy who I'm works at the shop. I'm guessing the conversation goes, hey, remember to put the bucket down. And the person goes like, ha, wait, does anyone actually forget? Oh, yeah. you should see this place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if he has to tell every other person, then it happens a lot. It probably happens <laughs> a lot more than what anyone would like to, uh, would like to admit, probably. I mean, I'll bet you, though. And I don't know if I'm speaking from experience or not because I actually don't remember if I've done this. Maybe I it have. Feels like I'm something you it. would remember. Maybe it'd be pretty traumatizing. But if you do that, it you get so embarrassed. I would assume you would you want to clean it up yourself. You don't want to go. Yeah, hey, for sure. I need yeah. help. It's like, yeah. oh man. You're definitely going to try to do it, but yeah. there's also like in that haste, something tells me you'd probably further embarrass. Like you start putting the balls in your shirt, and then they'd fall out of your shirt, and then it's just. Then you start yelling for help, and then you realize, oh, there's no one working here, and now everyone who's hitting balls is looking at you. I, it's just, it feels like a nightmare. There are three type of people, and I think it tells a lot about the person, oh. is if something like that happens to you, one, just start to clean it up yourself, and you're trying to do it as fast as possible so no one else would see it, which I think that's who you are. I think yeah. that's who I am. Yeah. Two is a person who would be like, help, 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 <laughs> yes. and like still working together and and other people coming and helping them out. Or third, the person that it does it, and then they just take off and act like nothing happened. Oh, no. Carmichael Day. I'm kind yeah. of somehow both of those things, to be oh, honest. No. Like I, There is definitely a part of me that would just be like, ugh, get out of here. Like, just gonna, You're the hey, worst. You, do you not return your grocery cart as well? Oh, I do. Okay, I do. You, are, you yeah. already paid, in this scenario, you will, would have already paid for it. Yeah, but like, you put the money. I'm in. not trying to double down paying for something by like embarrassing myself, and then, then you actually have to go hit the balls and be that like, because then if you already look like a rookie or an amateur or whatever, which everybody is at golf, but like you already look like someone who doesn't know what they're doing, and then after embarrassing yourself and bringing all the attention, now you're gonna go shank all hundred or probably seventy five because you lost a ton of them. You're going to sh- go shank all those balls and just be like, man, this was this here's, was a bad hour. Here's another one of those driving range related, which person are you? Are you the person that ever okay. tries to hit the guy in the pickup cart? Every time. Of course. Really? Every time. I did an interview once for a golf magazine about with the guy who drove that. And he says, everyone tries to hit me. He everyone. says, they don't know. They don't realize. Sometimes a ball gets in there. They hate it. He said one time he was really close to me. He says, yeah, everyone tries it. He says, it's not funny. He says one time he was pretty close. Sure. And so Ah, this guy tries to hit him. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'll get him. And he said, yeah, the guy did connect with the side of the cart, but the ball bounced back and hit the lady next to him. (laughs) 
Like, yeah. And she had to go to the dentist. Once, Let me just no. put it that way. Once one of those things happens, sure, it's instantly not funny. <laughs> <at all. laughs> I'll try to probably not do it again if I were to see that, but... I mean, I could almost them is the breaks, man. Like you think, well, I'll never hit it. Oh no, I did. But the people that go out there and try, it's a real person in there. It's a moving target. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like you know, they have the flags out there. They have the the yard markers that you can try and hit. But like, Verlot has been eerily quiet. I, I'm afraid <laughs> it's a moving target. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, watch this drive. No. Yeah, now watch this drive. And I feel like Verlot almost like throws the. He's like, I didn't hit him with the ball. See, like, like but after I don't, I don't go that often. But after hearing that, I don't think I could ever do it again. There we thank Isn't you. It's scary. Yes. Maybe yeah, just like awful. you know, you don't have to whip out the driver, but. You know, if like, it's close I've seen, enough. I've seen like, it when they're like really close to you like that. I wouldn't do it like no, that close yeah, because no. I know I would like immediately hit myself. Right. I, or there's the possibility that, yeah, maybe it does go through. And if you kill that guy, all of a sudden it's not it's not that funny or not that great of a of a task. But mm. I, yeah, if he's like 125 yards out, like, sorry, I'm going to whip out. Gonna- I hope you're not going to get the pitching the wedge and I'm going to try and knock Yeah, it. I hope you're not going to grab the driver if he's 125 out. <laughs> I would like to say I haven't done that, but I've been golfing for, I'll just say I golfed in my high school years. That's what I would okay. say. That's how I'll respond to that. Uh, 339 The game of golf. <laughs> 1-800-920-1140. Mike joins us That's on Sackdown Sports. Man. Hello, Mike. You would never do that, would you, Mike? Well, funny you mentioned it. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I worked at my local golf course. I played junior golf there, played high school golf. And I actually ran the range truck when I was like 12, 13, five-speed Dotson pickup truck out on the grass. And we used to play that game all day of hitting drivers off the deck and challenging everybody to try and hit the truck. It was super fun. I don't know where everybody got all soft on this topic. But I, say, yeah, line them I love up, it. Put, it. put it on the deck, hit the driver, and bring it on. Yeah, like I do. Oh, well. I Thanks, do Mike. Feel Sorry like, about that, yeah. all you yes. picker cart drivers. Ha, 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 ha. He gets hit <laughs> in the no-no spot. <laughs> I do feel like there is an element. Like some some people are like Mike. Like there's some people who are who are cool. Uh, what are what are those things called? Ball retriever carts. Picker oh. cart is what I think the term. That <laughs> okay, I, yeah. a picker cart. Why yeah. not? Yeah, there's some cool picker cart drivers who are almost like. You know, Mike, they're like, wait, they're Hulk notice, Hogan, like, Mike, I can't hear you. Come Mike on. ran the show, but he never said he drove the cart. He just tried to hit the cart. <laughs> I, 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 now that you mentioned that, are you thinking of Stomper out at... Uh, uh, oh, man. Where Have was that? At Top Golf? That was at Top Golf. So, like, what was it? That was probably like four years ago at this point. No, that was like, that had to be over five years ago. Because we were still at so, Madison. Yeah. yeah, so it was like five or six years ago. We had this station event uh, out at Top Golf. It was the A's were were they were I don't know. You I didn't try to hit Stomper the mascot. No. no, Stomper, Stomper kind of for better or worse. Stomper pretty much got us exiled yeah. from Top Golf. We and can, egged him. Egg, he was egging people on to yes. hit him. He Stomper literally got to the bottom floor of Top Golf. Obviously, there's multi layered. He ran out into the driving range, like out where everyone's hitting the balls. And was just like, come on, hit bring me. It. Like, bring it. And then, of course, did not notify the Top Golf staff that he would be doing it. And uh, they promptly, uh, semi promptly, retrieved Stomper. And uh, yeah, we have not had an event at Top Golf since. But uh, yeah, I'm, I might have been thinking of Stomper. He was definitely, Stomper was asking for it.
Wow. <sighs> I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. But I thought I, that's what you're like talking no, about. No, sometimes for real, I've seen. I mean, I have. I, maybe I've made it up, but I swear, like sometimes those those ball retriever guys. I'm sure Stomper knew what he was doing. Ask for it. I think he was trusting that suit a little bit too much. Some, I, I still think you would feel something in that. But you, you didn't try to hit him, right? I would have. If <laughs> I absolutely would have tried to hit Stomper, one hundred percent. Try to exactly. Hit me. I'm like, okay, like catching in his trunk. Yeah, sling it back at you. Exactly. You just been caught in the middle, son. <laughs> yeah. I would have tried to hit him, but uh, all right. Well, uh, my apologies. We'll get to the uh, Bleach Report there. Yeah. list. There, uh, it's a most improved player candidate list. You'd think there'd be at least one king on there, right? Right. You'd be surprised. And then wait till you hear who is on it. It's unbelievable. And oh, it's next gosh. on Sacktown Sports. Oh, Four left. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. And we have some Kings news, Sacramento Kings news. Here's Chris Watkins. This is uh, via Chris Haynes. Uh, I believe he's uh, with TNT nowadays. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are converting forward Folsom High School star Jordan Ford's contract to a two-way contract, uh, thus making Jordan Ford uh, officially, I guess, a, a Sacramento King. But uh, also, as we know, with the two-way contract, we'll probably spend – a good amount of his time in Stockton, but now has the ability to uh, stay up in Sacramento for a, uh, I can't remember how many games. It's like 40 games or something like that. So exciting news. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about it the other day. This kind of feels like the next logical progression in Jordan Ford's career as last year he was kind of just in Stockton and hasn't really gotten much of an opportunity with the with the big club. But uh, he'll definitely get some good run, and and part of uh, part of his development is going to be just practicing every day, or for a good handful of days with with uh, with De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell. Like that's the kind of thing that's going to, in the long run, make him a lot better. So uh, it's a good good step in the career of Jordan Ford. He sees that opportunity that Absolutely. was stretched out before him in, great point. in the summer league. Yeah, exactly. Like he. You know, he he kind of might have had a little bit of an inside track having the history with the team and being a local guy, but he he had to take that opportunity and run with it. And there were a lot of games in that summer league, especially once Keegan left, where there was there was a good amount of opportunity for somebody to step through that door. And Jordan was really consistently the best player on that team. So uh, really cool for him and yeah. uh, just a really great opportunity. And his former King Buddy Heald involved in a kind of an <laughs> off, off, off court story yeah. today. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, shout out Verlaud, who's uh, just the best producer out there, sent us this. Bad person, but good producer. Yeah. Good. That's <laughs> wow. No, no truer words have been said. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal, I guess, had uh, some previous statement about having beef with players wearing his former number seven uh, for the Indiana Pacers and clarified later today uh, in an Instagram post. I love buddy. Buddy healed is wearing number seven, changed his number to number seven. I love buddy in the work that he puts in. My statement has nothing to do with him. It's just disappointing uh, to watch teams every year, recognize and celebrate the players who have been with the franchise's very best players on and off the court, but yet the Pacers don't. It's been confusing and disappointing, to say the least. Numbers uh, are hard. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Jermaine O'Neal must have no idea about uh, Jerry Lucas and the struggle that, uh, right. that yes, we good detailed a few weeks ago of, or a month, <laughs> a couple months ago at this point. Where, uh, yeah, Jerry Lucas wore number sixteen and. 
just never going to have his number recognized by the Kings. He's one of the uh, the best just he was great for what Rochester or Kansas City and never got recognized uh, by Cincinnati. Cincinnati even yeah. further back than that. Uh, and then, as we know, the Kings have retired number 16, Peja Stoyakovic, so no one will wear 16, but it'll be in honor of Peja, not... Uh, Jermaine O'Neal played eight seasons for the Pacers. He's he great. just under 19 a game. Made it to a finals. Yeah. I mean, that's very good, but... Especially by Pacer standards, I would say. Does that make him a Pacer legend? I... Hmm. He was an all-star. One, two, three, four, five, six-time all-star. He I mean, was on some of their best teams. Yeah. I I, I think so. I mean, the Pacers don't have like a a crazy storied history, you know. They're they're, you know, th- those Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson days. Like those are probably their best years, right? At least in in my memory. Well, they go back to the ABA. They actually won some okay, ABA titles um, in Indiana. You know, being the hotbed of basketball. I don't know. To me, he's the type of player that that's just you. You are in no position to expect that. Sure. I mean, if they yeah. bestow that on you, oh, thank you. Right. But to, hey. Well, why why aren't I getting honored? It's like no, that's just kind of yeah ruins the whole point of it. That's if you have to very ask true. For if you it. have to ask for your number retired, then uh, you had a nice career, yeah. and that that's that. that. And that's fair, you know. And again, especially you point out Indiana kind of carrying themselves in that light of kind of being the, you know, obviously the the Madison Square Garden is considered the mecca of basketball, but Indiana definitely fancies itself as. Uh, kind of like the the home of basketball, or pure like the purest form of basketball mm-hmm. is in Indiana. Uh, so you know maybe they're they're reserving that spot for title winners and you know great like all all time greats like Reggie Miller. I remember there were rumors that he was going to end up here. Weber was going to get traded to them, a sign and trade really? when Weber was a free agent. By the way, if you play uh, um, Immaculate Grids, yes, uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Pacers, Blazers, Heat, Suns, Celtics, Warriors, Raptors. What do you remember about the Jermaine O'Neal Warrior season? Wasn't that like? Wasn't that kind of one of the? Wasn't that strength in numbers? I think Um, he was kind of like on the ascending Warriors team. Twenty thirteen, fourteen. So I think it was after the uh, oh strength in numbers. That was like that would have been a year before they won the championship. Right. Okay. Because I remember Jermaine O'Neal have like he was actually. Like decent, especially for that point in his career. Eight for points State. a game in yeah. um, like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that, or forgotten that that even yeah. happened. So. Yeah, he was he was okay. Real, I, he was a good pacer though. Uh, real uh, quick here, the Bleacher Report top ten candidates, or I, you know, the way they put it, ten candidates to be uh, named most improved player. Okay. Uh, Mikel Bridges. Sure. He he's was already, already really pretty good. good. Yeah, I was like, he's already pretty good, but I think the NBA is already established. I think John Morant won this award like two years ago. You're right. So You're right. They've already kind so, of established okay. it's weird. Cade Cunningham. That's a legitimate. Okay. They're kind of really mixing. Good I think the NFL has comeback player of the year. It kind of feels like Cade's more comeback than most improved, but whatever. Okay, sure. Walker Kessler. He's a good player. He's a good player. Again, he was already a good player. Maybe he can take a leap. But. Tyrese Maxey and Evan Mobley. Tyrese Maxey, again, is I'm really so good. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Both of those guys are already really good. Sure. They can always. Sure. Yeah. You can get better. Absolutely. Mm, Jordan Poole. Nope. What? 20 points per game last year. Okay, no. I mean, maybe you're thinking he's going to average 30 a game this year because he's going to shoot the ball every time. I just feel like this award, like the NBA kind of needs, like they have their six-man award, but they kind of need like a 
irrelevant player, not a relevant player, but like <laughs> I guess who shouldn't be named a relevant player. Award. Relevant player award. <laughs> the player for the least relevancy this season. Okay, you know what? Go ahead and finish your list, and then I'll make my complaint. And I think there legitimately should be a king on this list, but so far there's none. Austin Reeves. Okay, he already had a good season. He kind of already had his improvement. This one I think actually uh, I have a hard time arguing with. Josh Giddy. A lot, Josh Giddy. Sure. He's got some like room for improvement. Already pretty decent, but yeah, he's right. got some room for improvement. And then there's only two left. Jabari Smith. Okay. And, That's probably going to win. And Derek White. Okay, so no, we've um, got Jabari Smith yeah. and Giddy. There's no Keegan Murray on there. That's ridiculous. Right. Actually, that's that's a great point. I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, what I was... Please go- report. It's my bad. That's a great point. I should have just said, oh, well, that's, that's the best nothing. So it I will just move no. on. But I couldn't. That's they ridiculous. sucked me in. I mean, yeah. And I went down the list. and Derek White? See... <laughs> Yeah, I don't like. I, I would rather have Derek White win the award though than Cade Cunningham or Jordan Poole. Like I, what I was trying to get at is the NBA needs to award more role players, and that's what I think this award should signify. Like Bruce Brown last year should have been in real contention for this award. Like hmm. we already have enough so awards not a for stars, man, but a eighth man award. <laughs> <laughs> just keep moving it further down the bench, I guess. Yeah. Like that, Seventh, eighth, ninth. It's more just like if you're going to say most improved, to me that says someone who wasn't relevant and then this season became a real like factor, like Caleb Martin last year in the playoffs. Well, you know, they used to – this award, I think we've talked about this, it used to be uh, the comeback player of the year, but right. they had so many players that were coming back from uh, drug issues that it right. became an embarrassment to the <laughs> yes, league and to they call just changed the name of the award. Well, it's just I feel like comeback is is just a lot. Well, though the NFL has gotten in some trouble for the comeback player of the year. Is I think Geno Smith won it last year, and it's like, what did he come back from? He came back from sucking. Like, okay, I guess that's a comeback award, but that's where it's like maybe it should be most. Imp- I don't know. It feels like something that's just an imperfect system. I think but I have Keegan one of my predictions is Keegan. I think Keegan's winning that award. So. He should. He yeah. should absolutely be on the list. I don't list. need a whole list. I just need no. one name. I'm telling you, who's going to win it? Keegan Murray. Please report. 12 to 16 to 17 points per game will do it. Just do it, Keegan. Coming up next. Forget Kirk Cousins for a minute. Here's Please. what tonight's game boils down to next year with White and Watkins on. <laughs> Sacktown Sports, of course. Hello. Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Coming to you via Folsom Lake Honda. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Bottom of the hour, we've got NFL football for you, but we've still got a lot of pizza left in the box here. Uh, Take a look at the key factor, the one thing that tonight's game really comes down to in just a moment. Also, Fact Fantasy Showdown coming up. We've been having fun today somehow, uh, we ended up talking about the driving range. Yep. Um, and we also are talking about a three-on-three tournament, all-time Kings three-on-three tournament. That's because Jimmer is coming to Golden One to play three-on-three October 1st. So our poll question, Sackdown Sports YouTube channel, poll question, uh, who do you got in the Kings three-on-three tournament? Theus, Richmond, Thorpe, 9% of the vote. Weber, Page of J, will 47% Ooh. and leading. Cousins, Gay, Isaiah Thomas, 6%. Fox, the bonus monk, 38%. Wow. Still 
They still have a shot. Yeah. Uh, but they're running out of time there. Yeah, time now, is not on their side. On the YouTube chat here, John Williams asks, Bibby versus Jay Will, which is something we went over when yep. we first set that up as a good question. Mm-hmm. Then Simone came back on the chat. Simone came back on the chat with, at John Williams, I love your work. There's a couple <laughs> some musical notes. Simone came in and said, I would like to nominate myself for chat comment of the day. Judge Verlaud, this is, uh, it's unprecedented, and I don't, I, I don't even know how to rule on something and, like that. And your bailiff, yeah. Uh, I would say it was better than uh, Moody Blues. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. She, she, I mean, she also bar, she's but... part of the show. Yeah, I think someone. I think someone in that room needs to second her nomination. Okay. Insider trading, whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> You're such a hater. <laughs> I do like John Williams' music. What a but, wet uh... blanket Thursday it is. <laughs> CK916 is well played, Simone. So that I mean that's something. Getting that. I'm not saying it's not a bad it's it's a it's a good joke for sure. It's Why just... don't you actually grade me then? Out of ten, please. <laughs> uh higher than a one for you sure. You gotta stop. Got a wet blanket. This guy is. <laughs> uh it's like Remember a six is what you need to qualify uh, you said to be seven. a nominee. You Did said I? Seven. Okay, I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I yeah, apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please get degrees. Um John Williams, I love your work. It's strong. It's uh, it's on the right side of five for sure. <laughs> I, I'm, can I do six point five? I'll do a six point five. Well, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's it's borderline good enough for for nomination. <laughs> <laughs> for nomination. Anyway, yeah. Thank you. What do you feel, Whitey? <laughs> you you I, get a say I, in this. I, I don't. You're I, just yeah. you're just abstaining I, yeah. from all this. He's just trying to keep his hands that clean. I nominated you, myself. Now, now that I think about it, the more I think about it, and if I do have to give it a grade, I'll probably give it a ten out of ten. Aw. Okay. That. What was that about? That feels I mean, ridiculous. He doesn't do that. That's, Where's the button? There? Eric S says dad joke grade six and a half. So he's right there with. There you. we go. See, uh-huh. I feel like we're getting a consensus. All here. power to the people. Thank you. <laughs> It's not bad, though, Simone. It's definitely not bad. So I don't know if we have a YouTube chat uh, coming of the day nominee today. So well, you could. Still have that. Whatever. There was one in the uh, afternoons that I liked, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think that. Or I'm sorry, in the midday that I liked. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you shared that with us. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that, that counts towards. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that's the. I think it should that's be. That's the comment. If, of the if it's comment of the day, you know. It can't it's just, the one that we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can't exclude your own, you know. You, you can't make it exclusively for your show if it's comment of the entire day. Yeah, we're inclusive. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So if you, we can't it share it with everyone, it can't be a comment. It's a good point. Know, great yeah. point. I feel can't like we should. Not, I think it's best if we just don't share it. Chris Watkins, will you share with us what you think of this? Yes. Tonight's game for your Vikings against the Eagles. For now. Here right here on Sacktown Sports. Yes. When it comes down to essentially the essence of this game is the fact that you have the Eagles and all that pressure they bring up front. They had eight players last week against New England brought pressures against the Minnesota offensive line with the center out. Garrett Bradbury is out. Yeah. And Christian Derisaw, left tackle, was questionable at last report. That's, I think, what this game comes down to. What yes. say you? Darisol will play today. Okay. Uh, he they, he stepped out on the That's field earlier, help. and uh, they they released the inactive report. He is not on it, so that's definitely a positive. That'll help. But uh, 
you're right. Like it is keeping Kirk upright pretty much for the most part and keeping the pressure out of his face. And uh, (laughs) for that exact reason, honestly, they need to uh, keep him up and and keep him healthy as long as they can. And this Eagles defensive line is, is just no joke at all. And, uh, you know, Kirk is a lot better of a quarterback, as is most quarterbacks, when he has time to throw and let the weapons do the work. I mean, they have Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison had a touchdown last week. They're trying to integrate TJ Hawkinson into the offense more than last week as well. I have a yes, question, sir. Professor. I was looking at the numbers. I could look them up here. I don't have them, but sure. I know Cousins threw for his his numbers were incredible. 300 plus. And yeah. what did they score? 16 points? They scored 16 well, points. Hey, yeah. what happened? <laughs> turnovers. And that's another big thing as well. Yeah, I mean, you've got to limit turnovers and start to force some yourself. Vikings had two turnovers last week. One was on a strip sack in their territory. So, you know, it was an easy touchdown on the other side. And then the other one, Vikings were in the red zone themselves. The right guard hit the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand, taking away a scoring opportunity from them, giving it to the other side. And then, of course, the Vikings' defense, it's been shaky. Uh, You know, Brian Flores is trying to mix it up and make it a little bit more confusing, but they didn't force any turnovers themselves last week. And when you're going to lose the turnover battle and, you know, you're going to let Baker Mayfield hold the ball and have long possessions, you're going to lose a lot of games. To that point, did you know the last 21 games for the 49ers, when they win the turnover battle, battle they're 16-0 when they don't throw 0-5 That's over the last 21 games. And sometimes it's really crazy. Football really is that cut and dry. It's just who has the ball last or who has more possessions. You get your turns, I get my turns. If you're going to give me extra turns... I'm going you're to gonna, beat you. You're going to have a lot better shot at it at least. And, yeah, I mean, it's really massive just how big keeping the ball is. And I think, you know, to, to connect an earlier number, the 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 uh, lesser passing or just lesser deep balls than we've seen before, a lot of deep balls cause turnovers for the offense. And I think a lot of it, a lot of the NFL nowadays is just about keep away. It's, it's keeping the ball away from the defense or from the other team and maximizing your possessions while limiting the the opponents. And, if you can do that more times than not, if you own the the time of possession, you're going to win a lot more games than you lose. And it's a whole lot easier said than done to to draw out possessions, but that's that's kind of the name of, uh, name of the game of football these days. Simone, what is your favorite John Williams theme? That's a Something great Star question. Wars. Okay. Right. Jurassic Park's pretty great. I don't wow. know. Wow, like, yeah, that is I like Raiders. Yeah, I was going to say Indiana Jones. Yeah. Let's not sleep on Pirates of the Caribbean, though. You know what, E.T.? What about So that's a no on E.T.? <laughs> Speaking I of like movies. I this yeah. John Williams talk, and I don't even get a nomination. <laughs> not even a nod. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I was going to see what answer you came up with, and Star Wars was an okay answer. It's, it's wow. the obvious. It's, the it's a little chalky. Yeah, it's a, a little, little chalky. Cho- it's definitely a Dog. little chalky. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of movies, yesterday you compared Aaron Rodgers to... Uh, Two Face. Right? Yes. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. So, and we were talking about, huh? Uh, we just threw out, hey, I wonder what we could come up with as yeah. far as NFL quarterbacks and superhero movie villains. Yes. And I believe Christopher Lott and Simone came up with a few. Yeah. Simone, would this you, could, you could really redeem yourself. Would you here. like to hear them? I would, I would like to hear them. <laughs> I would love to hear them. Yeah, I have to look at our texts. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I have one for cousins, but I don't want to step on you guys because <laughs> okay. you may I'll, have one. I'll lead off. Uh, I think you guys are going to hate me for this. Uh, Red Skull, Andy okay. Dalton, for That's obvious reasons. Oh, okay. For That's obvious reasons. That's a good one. Go That's ahead, a good Chris. one. That's a good start. Good so start. So I'm thinking of villain, like, yeah. what's, like, the worst one you can think of? Thanos, just, like, right. unstoppable. Mm-hmm. No matter what you throw at him, it doesn't even phase him. Let me guess. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes, there right? 
It's not a bad nickname for Patrick Mahomes, too, especially if he starts just racking up Super Bowl titles. And then as he, when he gets a touchdown, he just snaps his fingers. Yeah. People say Thanos had the rings, but <laughs> like he, he didn't actually have rings, did he? He had that no, thing. He's got the gauntlet where yeah, he's got the jewels the or whatever. Stones, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yes. All right, you guys <laughs> are two for two. Two for two, yeah, yeah, definitely. Those are two good ones. Uh-huh. You know, when I think of Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. I think of someone who's, you know, quite mysterious. A, a lot of smoke and mirrors, and, and that brings me to Mysterio. Ooh. Ah. He has all these kind of tricks and uh, illusions and, you know, just one crack in the glass or in the O-line, and it all comes <laughs> yeah, rumbling down. Yeah, like the Chargers. Okay. You thought we were going to win? Watch this! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the drones will turn on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got like another one. And Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Russell Wilson. He's not a villain. He's a good guy. Exactly. He wants everyone to know that he's a good guy. That? Yeah. He's, he's, but in the background, there's something shady about him. So Homelander from The Boys is Russell Wilson. Mm, I have not seen The Boys. I've heard oh, incredible Chris. things about The Boys. I also must recuse myself. Yes. So we'll just give you the point for it. It sounds great. I hear, it's again, fantastic. I hear fantastic. And it's a great pull. That was excellent. Okay. All right. We have one. Time for one more at this time. Do you have one yes. more, Simone? We- or you have one, Chris? Yeah. Simone, do you have one? No, it was yours. Okay, this one person is. You think you have Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. Beautiful. Yeah. How but are you he's make also him look he he's also cunning. He can adapt to any situation around his environment. He's poison ivy. Hmm. Wow. Pheromones, <laughs> That's a you good guys. One. The lustfulness. He's hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That helps. That definitely helps. Tricking Poison people. Yeah. Yep. Those are great. Uh, I had two that don't reach that level, but if okay. I may. Honorable please. mention, um, please. This yeah. is a retired player. Drew Brees, Bullseye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yep. um, was it? Oh, Kirk Cousins, the Green Goblin. I don't know. There's just something about him. <laughs> He's definitely, definitely Willem Dafoe yes. as Green Goblin for yes, sure. Spider Man, you yeah. like that? I could see Kirk like having that, internal Spider-Man. conversations with yeah. himself as well. Oh, yes. like, very yes. like Smeagol Gollum being uh-huh. like, but Kirk, like, just stay conservative. <laughs> Throw the ball deep, Kirk. Just do it. Yes. Also, one more quick honorable mention for yeah. Dan Campbell as the Juggernaut. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can no see question. it. Juggernaut. Yeah. No question. Oh, Absolutely. actually, I had a Kirk Cousins one. I'll do it really quickly. Really quick. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is robotic, intelligent, always tries to do the right thing, but ends up screwing it everything up. Ultron. Okay. Oh. All right. I like it, too, because he is very robotic. Coming up next. And poetic. The Factor Fantasy Showdown. Gonna wrap up the show, Chris and I. We've had so much fun together. I know we've pretending had fun. that we get gonna, along. Yeah, why, we we gonna, don't get along, yeah. and we're gonna prove it here. The Factor Fantasy Showdown, which you won yesterday, didn't you? Allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going ahead, it felt to like head. pity though. Uh, so I want to earn this one. No, you are topics. It. Okay, that's next. Sacktown Sports. <laughs> Desk on your phone in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Heading for a showdown. Did very well yesterday, Chris Watkins. Snapping, I had a streak. I forget what it was. I you know, who keeps score, but I had a little streak going, yeah. and you claimed the victory. Yeah, you know, with uh, with my great defense of who watches baseball, it was uh, <laughs> it was a bold strategy. It paid off. Uh, paid off big. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd like to thank baseball for being. So boring. You've got the title. We'll see if you can hang on to it. All rise now. Entering the chambers, our judge for today, the Honorable Judge Verlaud. You may be seated, gentlemen. Gracias. Thank you for joining us. And his bailiff, 
Sparky. <laughs> oh, is that what her name is? I don't know. I thought it was Simone. Nicole. Simone, yeah. Oh, Nicole, that's right. Nicole, <laughs> right. So, do you prefer Sparky time. or Nicole? Nicole. 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 <laughs> Sparky is my mom's dog's name. Oh, classic. So, Chris, you won yesterday. Okay. Let's start with you. This is new. Kirk Cousins is the most underrated quarterback in NFL history. Fact or fantasy? You know, this is this is a fact. That's the fact, Jack! Kirk Cousins, when you hear about him, when he's talked about on, on national TV, it's always negative. It's always, oh, Kirk Cousins, can't get it done. You can't win with Kirk Cousins. Let me tell you, especially with the Vikings, it has not been Kirk Cousins' fault. People wanted to blame him last year for checking down to TJ Hawkinson on that fourth down. There was nobody else. There was tons of pressure in his face. He had to get rid of the ball. Saw TJ Hawkinson one-on-one. He was like, if he breaks free, it's a first down. Kirk throws a beautiful football. You look at his numbers. He puts up stats. He's got some great receivers out there. He's capable of winning Super Bowls, but the way people talk about him, you would just think that he's actively losing games for his team when more times than not, it's been because Vikings don't have a defense. They don't have an offensive line, or God forbid they get a kicker for once. So Kirk Cousins has definitely got the short end of the straw for most of his career. He's criminally underrated. Kirk Cousins is the most underrated quarterback in NFL history. Fact of fantasy, that is a fantasy. Kirk Cousins puts up great numbers. Chris is right. The problem is for those who don't think very highly of him is he doesn't win very much. He hasn't won very much. The most underrated quarterback of all time has won a lot. And yet there are some who say, well, I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, When you look at the guys who've won two Super Bowls, of those who are eligible, they're all in the Hall of Fame. There's a quarterback who some people say, I don't know if he's really a Hall of Famer. Not only has he won two Super Bowls, he was the MVP of the Super Bowl twice. Plus, on Manningcast, we learned that, wow, he's a human being. He has some semblance of a personality. It's Eli Manning. Okay, you guys make interesting points. Whitey, I'm going to have to go against yours. Because I don't know if Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Also, you can say those two Super Bowls, but what is his record when he doesn't make the Super Bowl? I don't think he has a playoff win when the team doesn't go to the he Super Bowl. Won, he, won, he won two Super Bowls. Okay. okay. Thank you, Your Honor. Mm. So, Chris, you get, the, you get the point. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kirk. So, Whitey. Yes, sir. All things considered, the NFL would be better off without Thursday night football. Factor fantasy. That's a fantasy, and I apologize for getting upset about that, but come on. Uh, there is this um, it's kind of this narrative that Thursday Night Football is terrible and the games are no good. Well, sometimes the games aren't that great because we'd always get the best teams, but the record shows that uh, the games are just as competitive uh, as games during the week, even though teams are coming off the short week. Um, and it's like the setup for the whole weekend. We love football. Thursday Night Football is football. And more football is good, and it's a great appetizer for the big, fat football weekend. If you don't like Thursday night football, you should move to another country and you should do so promptly. Well, Chris, you can pack my bags and uh, book me a flight to uh, wherever you want to go because this is a fantasy. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's a fact. It yeah, would be better. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. I just I just wanted to hear the jingle. Close enough. I just wanted to hear the jingle. Had to be one or the other. <laughs> 
Uh, Thursday, it's just like it's too abrupt. There's been so many times where it's Thursday night football and I forget until halftime or, you know, and I'm a sports fan. I really care about these things and it, it sneaks up on me. It feels like every single week, most of the time they end up giving us garbage matchups because they're like, this is football. You're going to watch the Jaguars against the Browns and you'll love it. No, like, just put it all on Sunday. You already own Sunday. They're trying to manipulate the calendar so that they have football every single day, and it's the biggest thing on the planet. We're supposed to stop our lives because it's on, and it's just, it's really abrasive, and for most part, the games are terrible. I apologize for saying the wrong wrong word. Well, Watkins, I'm glad your bags are packed because you can also get out of this courtroom with that. Are you serious? You don't want more football? It's what Whitey said. It's a, an amuse-bouche to Sunday football. Just getting us a little taste so we can get excited for Sunday football once again. I don't want a taste. I want the whole thing. I think amuse-bouche is playing tonight. I think he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might be. Warner for yeah, Philly. Right next, he's yeah. playing uh, the receiver for the Rams, right? That's, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So we are all tied up. So Ooh, I believe, I believe this is for you, Chris. Okay. Until, wherever you want to go. Do we have to explain them again the difference between fact and Please, fantasy? that would be then, really helpful. Okay. All right. Okay. Until the 49ers clean up the right side of their O-line, they can't be considered the best team in the NFL. Factor fantasy. I'm just I'm trying to in my head make sure that I get the right one. Uh <laughs> Now I've psyched myself out. This is a fantasy. They absolutely can be considered the best team in the NFL, even without the best offensive line, because the weapons around are just top notch. No one else can match what the 49ers offer with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Then on the defensive side, all the stars that they have over there, you don't have to have the best at every single position group to be considered the best team in the NFL. You can be considered the best by having the top end at all of those places. And yeah, it's okay if you have one tiny blemish on your team, as long as it's not just a gaping hole, which still to be determined. And even if it is, the Niners can address it. They can absolutely still be the best team in the NFL with a weak right side. Until the 49ers clean up the right side of their O-line, they can't be considered the best team in the NFL. That is a fact. That's the fact, Jack. Uh, Chris talked of gaping holes. There was a gaping hole wherever Colt McKivitz lined up on Sunday. T.J. Watt, who's a tremendous player, no question. He got to Brock Purdy three times. The problem with that is, is it a blemish? No, because that can disrupt your whole season uh, if that continues because Brock Purdy is going to be in harm's way. Uh, there's every reason to think the Niners have time to clean that up, uh, and they are facing another very good pass rush this week. But the second half for Brock Purdy was okay. First half was good. They beat Pittsburgh, so that's the other thing. Pittsburgh's not very good. If they want to be the best team, whether they're considered the best team or not, atop of the power rankings, whatever, if you want to be the best team and win enough games to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to have a better right side of your offensive line, or it ain't going to happen. Excellent. Excellent point by both of you. Uh, I need you both to approach the bench before I make my decision, though. Really? My cord's not long enough. We have about two minutes before we have to uh, go to break to get to the game. Yeah. Okay. Should that be the final question? Yeah, I think it should. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So I have come up, come with my decision. It was not an easy decision. Yeah, keep, no, st- You don't need stretch. to take the whole shoot. Stretch but, it out. But I will, I will make it right now. I think the 49ers proved Whitey right. Why haven't they gone to the Super Bowl? Because every time 
every year their quarterback gets hurt because they're injured by the decisions that they have made. I'm sorry, Chris. But... You have lost this game, and Whitey is oh, our thank winner. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. But. Thank you, Bailiff. There's got to be a button there somewhere. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you thought he was doing the old. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. End around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have the yips. I feel like I definitely have the yips. Wait, you're now. getting in your head? <laughs> I feel like I can't do Factor Fantasy without. I Like, normally, I'll circle beforehand which one I'm going to do, and I think I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to stick to that. You really, honestly, you don't like Thursday Night Football? I really don't. Like, it seriously does sneak up on me, and more times than not, it's not a good game. Uh, I just, I can do without it. Like, I think the the NFL really trying to take over the weekly calendar is just, it's too much for me. Monday is fine. Sunday is fantastic. I can do Sunday night. I'll do all of that. But Thursday, it just feels like you're you're throwing it in there just for the sake of doing it. Plus, Teams don't enjoy it. Like, the actual teams playing don't enjoy playing on Thursday. They have to rush the schedule. God, this would have been a great argument when I was doing Factor yeah. Fantasy. How about this for a last-ditch uh, comment of the day on the chat from Manny Too Legit? Verlod, you should have hit him with uh, the you're my guy next time. That's right? what I thought. I mean, yeah. yeah, it felt like I was hoping that was happening. <laughs> it's like, at least I could have been your guy. But You're always my guy, Chris. Yeah. But. I used to I used to bad mouth Thursday night football and I found that I always watched it and I'll be watching tonight. Thank you, Chris. I will unfortunately. Thank you, Simone. Well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for being with us. Stick around. Uh, we got Thursday night football. Eagles and Vikings are Skull. next right here on Sacktown Sports. Vikings are winning.